ESG and sustainability are a major focus for companies in today's environment. But where sustainable investing is concerned, it isn't always clear exactly what investors should be looking for, or how companies can go about formulating and adopting a sustainability strategy. The first episode in this series of podcasts with BlackRock looks at the evolution of cash management technology. In today's episode, we will focus on the importance of ESG for cash investors. During the podcast, Treasury Today's Sophie Jackson will be talking to Geeta Sharma, Director Portfolio Manager at BlackRock's International Cash Business. What we felt was having a bespoke model that we built in-house would enable us to focus on the short-term debt markets, which is where we're investing, but also marry together quantitative and qualitative factors so that it's much more sort of focused on our cash portfolio investing strategy. Together with Eno Dijkman, Treasury Manager from Alianza. For a capital-intensive company like us, good access to capital markets is very important. So at Treasury, our sustainability strategy is primarily focused on obtaining green finance. They'll discuss why ESG is important for cash investors, how it can be evaluated, and how Treasury teams are approaching the task of implementing a sustainability strategy. So I'm very excited to be joined today by Eno Dijkman and Geeta Sharma. Hi to you both and thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you, Sophie. It's great to be here. Hi, Sophie. Great to be here today. Awesome. So I wanted to start off by asking you, what prompted you to look at implementing a sustainability strategy um, within Treasury? Aliander has always been very focused on operating the business in a sustainable way. And long before it became mainstream, we were already putting efforts in reducing our carbon footprint and stimulating socially responsible procurement and, and diversity, to name just a few. So this is very important. But a, a second driver is uh, that about 10 years ago, we were first approached by ESG rating agencies. So they asked us for our feedback on uh, the ESG rating profile they made on Aliander. And since these requests originated from investor inquiries uh, and investor relations were part of the responsibility of uh, Treasury Department, it felt very natural for us to follow up on these requests. Uh, And being a company with sustainable business operations is great, but Obviously, at the Treasury Department, we were most interested in how we could put our sustainability profile to use in creating the most optimal funding options for our company. And our profile as a facilitator of the energy transition, as well as our sustainable business operations, made us an ideal candidate for issuing a green bond. So this was the first step we took in green financing. I want to know a little bit more now about the steps that you took, both internally and externally, in order to put this in place. Um, and, and also, perhaps, if you can share a little bit more about that timeline there. For a capital-intensive company like us, good access to capital markets is very important. So at Treasury, our sustainability strategy is primarily focused on obtaining green finance. And to that end, we are setting up a complete green financing structure on a use of proceeds basis. And to maintain good access to capital, we feel it's also important to maintain uh, high ESG ratings 
as well as adequate reporting on the allocation of the proceeds and the impact of the associated investment. So our, our first green bond issue prompted our treasury department to set up a green finance framework. And we had to start thinking about what part of our capex would qualify as green and what indicators to pick for the reporting on the sustainability impact of these investments. We recently issued our first green euro commercial paper and are now in the process of amending our corporate revolver to include sustainability linked features. As we are not always able to directly use the green bond proceeds, we find it important to have the opportunity to temporarily invest this excess cash in a sustainable way. Uh, a few years ago, this was not possible, unfortunately. It has changed when BlackRock contacted us whether we would be interested in investing in such money market fund. So we immediately expressed our interest in such product. They were a pioneer in that field, and we were very happy with the sustainable money market fund that BlackRock offered us. So with that final element in place, we will have a full green funding structure. Uh, that's something we are very proud of here at Aliander. I want to come next to speak with Gita um, about the work that BlackRock's doing in this space, also pioneering in the space around ESG. So Gita, first of all, can you tell us why ESG is important for cash investors and then explain a little bit about the work that BlackRock's been doing in this space? I think I would start by saying that just as we are increasingly talking about social and environmental considerations in our day-to-day lives, it feels like they are just becoming the standard across our industry too and, and not the exception. I think ESG risks, you know, if we just think about what they are, they are talking about how well companies are responding to and managing considerations related to sustainability. I mean, in terms of BlackRock and what we've been doing, I would say that we've really sort of tried to look at ESG both in our processes as well as our products because we're trying to meet the needs of a, you know, a wide variety of investors. From a process side, what we've really focused on um, is integrating ESG into our actively managed mandates by expanding the scope of the risks we consider into our security selection process. So it's becoming part of our DNA and sort of how we go about investing. And I would say that this is increasingly becoming the practice of choice by active managers. Now, to bolster our approach in integrating ESG, we actually developed our own proprietary ESG analysis framework. And that was really with the help of our dedicated credit team, but also, you know, working with our technology platform and the expertise of our sustainability teams as well. So bringing all of those efforts together, what that does is enable our portfolio managers like myself to have access to all the relevant data points to help support us in making those informed investment decisions. So, I mean, turning to our investment solutions, I would say that with our commitment to making sustainability our new standard for investing, one of the things we did was we incorporated minimum standards into our European money market funds, which uh, invest in credit exposure. And what we did was introduce exclusionary screens for issuers in industries that have negative externalities. You know, it's not something we 
do in isolation, but we felt that we wanted to put that across in all of our active uh, money market funds across Europe, uh, regardless of the underlying target objectives, whether they're sustainability focused or not. What we are trying to do more of now is really pay attention to the preferences of our clients. And I'd say that, um, you know, where that led us to was we launched a range of thematic environmentally focused funds that invest in issuers with better environmental practices. Those funds also actually use part of the net revenue of the funds in carbon offsets as well. So we're, we're marrying together the traditional money market investment objectives that, that a cash investor may have and still requires, but we're including an inclusionary environmental tilt that provides a clear differentiation and is focusing on you know, investing in issuers that are best in class when they are coming to thinking about uh, climate change and the environment more broadly. And in our um, separately managed portfolios, where we've got mandates for you know, a single client, we've been engaging with those clients to really consider their values um, from an ESG perspective and try and develop more bespoke solutions for them as well. And I can proudly say that since 2019, our global platform has invested over $3.5 billion in investments that are linked to green, social and sustainability projects across a really wide range of issuers. Um, and in some cases, it was the first time that they came to market with such a security as well. So, you know, it's really innovative and really exciting. I want to go back to your comments there around making informed decisions, because that also goes to Enno's points on this issue, too, and ask you how we can begin to evaluate ESG within cash and what some of the challenges are. So we have, as I mentioned, sort of a multi-pronged approach, uh, whether it's process products. Now, in terms of ESG integration, which is the first thing I talked about, well, what we're doing is we're, we're sort of utilizing a bespoke ESG evaluation model that's focused on short-term markets, which is where we invest. And so it responds to the unique risk profile of the asset class that we're in. Now, governance is a key factor for us, and we marry that with the fundamental credit assessments that we do to, to work out which banks are more distinguished in their lending portfolios as well with a focus on these ESG risks and considerations. Now, there are, of course, lots of ESG data providers out there as well. And so, you know, a lot of those are largely redistributing raw data. So what we felt was having a bespoke model that we built in-house would enable us to focus on the short-term debt markets, which is where we're investing, but also marry together quantitative and qualitative factors so that it's much more sort of focused on our cash portfolio investing strategy. So, you know, that distinguished approach for us is important. Now, data can be a real challenge um, and, you know, use the word challenge because this is an evolving area. But we do feel really positive about the fact that policy and regulatory initiatives such as the Task Force on Climate Related Financial Disclosures or TCFD, as it's widely referred to, it, these sort of initiatives are going to improve data quality and comparability so that we see more sort of consistent availability of data across uh, the issuers that we're focused on, and that will really bolster our integration of data into our model and into our approach overall. But we do observe that the banks are at different speed in terms of their commitments to sustainability. You know, their ability to just come to market with force is running at different speeds. We obviously want to see them to be more fluent in their climate risk commitments. And so we do want to see that their reporting is also being built out um, with that in mind. 
but we we just recognise that we've just got to partner with them to highlight what we need as investors, uh, what we're seeing from our clients and, and their objectives to help them, you know, make those developments internally. But what we do think is that if we continue to share our sustainability insights, um, widen the range of investment solutions and just keep enhancing the ESG analysis and reporting that we have available to us, then together all these can come together to really enhance the opportunity for cash investors to have greater impact in sustainability. And I think that's good all round. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Okay, so I want to say a very big thank you to yourself and to Enno for being with us and for being part of this important conversation. Thank you so much. It was great to to be a part of this conversation. Thank you also from my side. Uh, Thanks for being here. Thanks to Geeta Sharma at BlackRock and Enno Dykeman from Alianda for sharing their insights into the importance of ESG for cash investors and the steps that treasurers can take to achieve their sustainability goals in this area. Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Treasury Today and BlackRock. Don't forget to subscribe so you can keep an eye out for new episodes wherever you get your podcasts.